This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Oh, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ah, that's Pippa Kelly wishing everybody a Merry Christmas today on Late Lunch. My little granddaughter, isn't she lovely? Welcome to the show, this uh, third last Late Lunch of the year and ahead of Christmas. Great to have you with us again this afternoon. Let's get straight to business and have a chat with a real good guy. Yes, we've uh, spoken to him over the years here on Late Lunch and he's just back from a trip to Ghana where he's done so much good for the people out there. I'm delighted to say hello again to the founder of Cross Cause, Connor Hughes. Hello, Connor. Good afternoon. Good to hear from you. Uh, good to hear from you, Connor, too. Well, well done to you. I know we spoke back in the year about your plans for these incubators and you've delivered the first batch of uh, five neonatal incubators to Ghana recently. I take it they were overjoyed, Connor. Uh, it was a great, um, it was great. It was a fruition of of a lot of great people in the Lourdes, uh, in particular. What you know, seeing a problem and saying, "Wait, this isn't this isn't right," and then tracking me down, and you know, and that's what it takes. It takes someone to say, "Stop, we're not throwing that out, or we're not wasting that," and and doing something about it. And that was really admirable on behalf of the uh, the people who done that, and or. Yeah, on the other side of the equation, uh, they were thrilled because, uh, you know, the first time I went to Ghana oh, 12, 13 years ago, I had a brilliant lesson. I think it was on my second day. I met a, uh, a chief, and a paramount chief, who was over all the chiefs in an area. And he said to me, please don't tell us what we want. He said, ask us what we need. Mm. And that was a brilliant, brilliant lesson that I learned. I'd hoped I'd know I knew it, but perhaps I didn't, but I, I certainly knew it after he spoke. And from then on, I had that, them wise words in my ear. So for many years, I heard them saying to me, gosh, what we really need here is incubators. And then Drada came good. So, so yes, in uh, Drada Hospital, they were upgrading and they had incubators over. And now you've delivered five of <laughs> these to Ghana. Look, in terms of the people out there and the hospitals, they had very little when it comes to this life-saving stuff. Yeah, it 
it's very fundamental uh, what what they have and you know where they would have such incubators could be quite a distance you know perhaps a city four or five hours away so it's somewhat impractical so uh, in in the five I had nine I have nine in total five have gone out and I've spread them that geographically everybody maybe is within an hour of one of them so that was kind of the plan you know you'll get the stuff out to Africa etc but you have to see it through Jerry that's the main thing it's the seeing it through is the Mm. is the secret yeah so to the point where I wheeled them into the to the maternity wards and we found a space for them and we plugged them in so there was no gap Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's brilliant from seed to source there's no doubt it's the way to do it and you know they're there and they're working I believe you were fated as well Oh, t- tell me, tell me that. <laughs> no, I believe that there were singing and joy oh, and dancing. Yeah. Is that right? You were fated. Yeah, sorry. Yes, you're right. <laughs> uh, look, it's in their nature. Uh, it's, it, I guess it seems unusual uh, here to hear such a celebration, but it's in the, in their nature, the, the beautiful nature that they have, the Ghanaians that, you know, singing and that, like we were building as well. And when a good song had come on the radio, you could lose the 30 men for uh five minutes because they'd have to have a dance it just, it just couldn't <laughs> you know they were, oh, they were wonderful wonderful nature and um, I enjoyed them so much I love being with them you know yeah. we're smart but they know loads of stuff we should know mm. you know and when when you look at the stats, Connor, you know one of the hospitals. I just pick out one in particular. Uh, deliver about a hundred babies a month, and they only had one incubator. You can just imagine, you know, the demands on that incubator. And these reconditioned, excellent incubators. You're looking at a lifetime. What of about ten years at least with them? I don't doubt that these these are. You know, they're. I think they're German made. So in no way do I doubt they're yeah. far from the end of their life. I I, I do believe you. What you're saying there would be correct. It's definitely ten years. So, ten years, nine incubators. Mm. It, it's you're into thousands. So, well done, Drada. Mm, it's a lot of babies, and well done, Connor Hughes and Cross Cause, who made sure they went in there and uh, delivered. So you have four more, and you're just taking your time about those. Those will uh, make their way to where they're needed too in time. So, uh, I'm going back in February, I think. So, Great. you know, it's prudent to take your time doing it uh, to make sure everything. You've, you've chosen well. It's easy to give them away, but seeing mm. uh, seeing the job done, yeah. So. Yeah, and you are the man to see the job done for for sure. Tell me a couple of things before we let you go. Are you doing anything on the beach? Your famed appearances on the beach in Black Rock. Yeah. What's happening this year? Well, I just walked. I was on the beach there, and with a telegraph pole, and someone started singing. It's beginning to look like Christmas. <laughs> if I'm the first sign of Christmas. <laughs> Well, I, I can see the point. The joke was good, but uh, yeah, we, I, uh, I, I'm doing. I'm making a kind of a monster, as such on the beach. It'll be about thirty foot tall, and I'll be in his head at the top. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a treat to come down and have a look at, it and if you enjoy it, maybe give me some a little donation. And yes, it, look, the donation all gets there, and us people are real happy to give you something once they know. Yeah. You know, it's it's, uh, it's all going to get there. And that's mm. my, you have my word on that. But yeah, on all day on Stephen's Day, get in your car, wrap up well, and come along and 
enjoy what I'm going to make. See this man. It's intriguing every year because he does something different. You just don't know what you're going to get this year. Anyway, he's up in the sky and Mm. Mr. Weatherman up there. We don't need any uh, big wins over uh, the Christmas holiday or especially uh, on St. Stephen's Day. Um, Mm. uh, The village is looking great in Blackrock there. What about Danny Hughes Music Shop? Are you tipping along? We're doing great. Good. Very fortunate. People are terribly loyal to the, to the, I guess the smaller shop too. The I, I see it in them, and even they, they even say it's great to to buy local and support local. So, mother, people are awfully good to me here. Mm. And you have a loyal following, not just from the region here. I know this from all over the country, and they've been coming to you for years and years. Well, <laughs> on Sunday morning, a man drove from Cork to buy a guitar. And we were so full of them and we got them breakfast and everything. It was great. But, uh, he went home with the wrong one and drove from Cork on Monday as well. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're coming from everywhere, but it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, and it's not. You're some boy. It's not the same guy or the same girl or anything like that. But uh, it's it's great to see it so vibrant, and 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 we're getting this feeling from all over the northeast, and oh. that uh, that you know people are seeing in business this year that people understand that we got us back the local economy. Yeah, we got to mind each other on mm. on all formats, everything from business to well-being, everything. Got to mind each other. Mm. It's dead simple. Mm. Mind each other. That is a lovely message, and and that's what life is about: minding each other, taking care of each other. There is yeah. no doubt about it. But look, Connor, I just want to mention your charity again: crosscause.ie. Check it out. This man is on the beach in Black Rock. Stephen's Day. Drop down. Give him a few euro. It goes right to the heart of where it is needed. You're one of life's gentlemen and great guys. Happy Christmas and all the yeah. best for the new year, Connor. Thanks so much for the publicity. Pretty appreciate it. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Connor Hughes there. What a tremendous man he is. And I love, what I love about him is every euro goes to the end, to the end where it's needed. Right to the end and there's nothing in it for this guy. Nothing at all. It goes right out there. And look at the difference those incubators are making to people who desperately need them. They'll save thousands of lives thousands over their lifetime and well done again to the people in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda who have worked with Connor and Connor Hughes to make this happen you're absolutely brilliant and I take this opportunity today we haven't mentioned it in a while to say a massive thank you to all frontline health workers across the board the frontline workers who do all the tasks all the jobs In difficult circumstances and difficult circumstances again at this time. We are in your debt. We owe you everything. We are so grateful and we thank you for everything you do. And we wish you all a happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. Where would we be without you? I shudder to think, I have to say, this afternoon on the show. A little bit of news for you as well. Yesterday, uh, in our radio group, you know LMFM is part of a big radio group in these islands, uh, uh, the UK and Ireland, and we have our own little awards every year for the group. And yesterday, LMFM's Late Lunch picked up the award within the group of radio stations, Britain and Ireland, for Best Radio Moment, with you know what, yet saved by an angel. We won in Ireland Best Radio Moment of the Year. We entered it in our own group and it came up trumps again yesterday. And Louise, she's not with me today, but Louise and myself are absolutely thrilled and it's another lovely acknowledgement which we appreciate. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio, 086 1800 658. WhatsApp or text me to the 
show 185 your cards thank you for my heart again today hi Jerry and Louise thank you for a great show throughout the year it's been wonderful and your guests are amazing I would love if you would say hello to all our ladies we miss them so much they're a great group and we miss our Thursday afternoon get togethers our annual trips away to places uh, like the lighthouses the stately homes and other wonderful places our one day events but most importantly the company we really miss yes it's Blaney Blades Women's Group and Lorraine Cunningham thank you Lorraine who uh, sends us this lovely message today and she says we're in Blaney but we have people from Ardy, Carrick, Monaghan, Cavan, Dundalk and the whole area the wider area we organise education and training courses and one of our projects works with Age Friendly and some of the ladies have been really missing coming together having a laugh while getting their weekly exercise through Tai Chi and exercise to music. The staff and the board of management would love you to say hello and wish them a very happy Christmas. Hello, happy Christmas to everybody in Blaney Blades. Thank you for your lovely card, Lorraine. Much appreciated. And we wish you well for the Christmas and the new year. Jerry, who's this here? Anne Halpenny, Lobenstown Navin. I wish you all a very happy Christmas. You're doing a great work. I listen to the late lunch every single day and I learn a lot. You're doing great work for the Gary Kelly Centre too. Anne Halpney or Hapney, thank you so much for your card today. A lovely one there coming to me from Carlingford, from Kevin and Shana. Thanks so much indeed. There's one on its way back to you. I'm replying to every one of these cards. My writing has come on a ton. Jerry McNally, Knockbridge. I love listening to your show every day and your banter with Louise. She's a very funny woman. Get those women with opinions back as soon as you can. I love listening to them on the final Friday of every month. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for your lovely donation. We take your words to heart. We really do. And another one here. Just one more for you today that I'll read. And look at this one. Beautiful picture of Longwood on the front of the card. Lovely Longwood. Where does this or who does this come from? Let me see. It's from Maraid Cregan. Maraid, thank you so much for the lovely card. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to send it to me. And we acknowledge what you sent to us as well. I do appreciate it. I suppose the cards will be easing down now because I think the postal dates are gone. Brian Farley's with me. He'll confirm that. Will you still get a card, Brian, if it's delivered? Tomorrow's the last day. OK, so there is still time. Thanks, Brian, for letting me know. Brian knows these things. He does. Yeah. Tomorrow is the last day. So if you're still in the mood that you'd like to send me a Christmas card, I will reply to you immediately all funds. I'm buying the card supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre and thank you. I didn't ask for it but people have put little donations in and substantial ones as well and we're passing them on to Anne Tracy in the Gary Kelly Centre and she'll be with us, back with us on the show for the final show on Friday, on sorry, on Thursday we're finishing up to round up Return to Sender, a campaign for the Gary Kelly Centre this Christmas time. Betty Walsh has been in touch from Drum Conrad. Thank you Betty, wishing us a happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. May return the compliments to you too Betty lovely to hear from you I made a small collection here in the workshop in the North Pole for the Gary Kelly Centre I'll drop it up to you in LMFM tomorrow remember there's only four sleeps to go ho 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 from Santa's little helper now tomorrow please Santa's little helper I'm going to close my eyes close my ears I won't look I don't want to know who you are because you are my Santa Claus. 
even though the years roll on. Thank you so much. Lovely to hear from you again today. And I'm delighted to say hello to my next guest on the show. He's a wonderful man. I've known him for quite some time. And everywhere he's been or assigned, he's touched people's lives. And he's made a real difference. Father Paddy Rush, happy Christmas. Oh, happy Christmas to you, Jerry. Thank you very much for kind words. I think it's over 20 years mm. since we met first. Mm. It uh, is. None of it, neither of us have changed a bit. And <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody. I'll tell you what that says. The eyesight is failing on both counts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll we will keep we'll hold on to that thought anyway. I really do like it. Anyway, it's great to hear from you. Can I just confirm you are PP Monaster Boys, Fieldstown and Tenure, is that right? All Yeah. yeah. Monaster Boys is the is the parish yes. it contains both the areas of Fieldstown and Tenure. Um I'm I'm so pleased to be here. This is my uh, the beginning of my third year here. I started in September twenty nineteen. So, yeah, the beginning of my third year. So, uh, uh, Tempest Fugit is right. It seems only yesterday you were assigned there. And isn't it an irony? There isn't a church in Monaster Boys, but there is in the other two, even though it's the parish of Monaster Boys. Well, you see, yes, it's got that old connection to the ancient side of Monaster Boys. And in fact, you probably didn't realise, but uh, anybody who's in, in the circles know that this year uh, is a big year for, for St. Boyce of Monaster Boys because it's 1,500 years since he died. He died up at the monastic site there where the Round Tower is yeah. at Monaster Boys. He died there on the 7th of December, 521. My, oh my, that there is some time uh, frame. And that's, that's some time frame. No, that yeah. puts our 20 years into... <laughs> it does, it does, <laughs> Paddy, indeed. And when you mentioned the tower and the area there and the cemetery and... It's the most beautiful and historic place. It really is. I encourage people yeah, around the holiday time to go visit. It's a lovely, lovely area. Anyway, look at uh, Christmas time. I'll tell you what I want to start talking about. I was out early this morning getting a few bits and bobs, late call for the Christmas time. And I was coming out of uh, the Lawrence Centre in Drawn. I was thinking to myself, this thought was in my mind about the meaning of Christmas, thinking about having a chat with you today. And lo and behold... As I looked to my right going out the back door of the centre, there was the crib, Paddy. There it was. Yes, yes. Mm. I thought myself, actually, Jerry, and, you know, I suppose it takes you back a wee bit when you see something like that in the midst of all the, all the you know, commercial business side of Christmas, which is so important and so relevant to so many. And we think of all of our children, our young people who are looking for the... You mentioned Santa there a few minutes ago. They're looking forward. That's the that's a that's a big part of of it all. But I think to see the the crib scene, just you might see it as you say there in the, in the Lawrence Centre. I was coming. I was up at home with my with my family yesterday, and I was coming back down, and I came down by uh, Carrick Macross, and there's a there's a an outdoor crib there on the on the street uh, in Carrick. And, uh, you know, it's nice. For me, I like it. I like to see those those little scenes. If I'm walking out at night, you know, I walk in, in the evening time, I might go out for a dander if I don't get a chance during the day. And I love that time of the of the day whenever the lights are, the daylight mm. is just fading and people's lights are going on in their houses. And you get to see, you know, the decorations, you get to see the maybe the crib scene or something like that in the window. 
And it's, it's just lovely. Ah, yeah, uh, it's, it's lovely. beautiful. It's one, it's true, isn't it? it is. And I have to say, in my home, it's the only thing I ever made, Paddy. I'm, I'm useless at the woodwork. I, I'd never have, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything, to be honest. But I did at one stage take a Vigari and I made a crib many, many moons ago. Yeah, and it's, it sits on the table inside my front door and always has ever since. And I, I treasure it. And I think it's such an important part of Christmas. And really, that, you know, when we talk about this, it is. It's the spend, 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 and the consumerism and the toys and everything. It's fantastic, and it lifts everybody in the middle of winter. It does. It but does the, message, the message, the message, the Christian the message, message yeah. it, it's so important. It's not lost. When you see, of course, Jerry, it's it's love. You know, and Pope Francis talked about this recently. He talked about the crib being like a living gospel. You know that it is literally the gospel in action. Uh, 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 what a story, uh, the sense of wonder that God could be so involved, but in such a uh, a real ordinary way. Like God didn't come on a, on a throne of gold or in a chariot of silver or anything. He came to a lowly stable, to, uh, to a, a poor woman and her husband. Uh, uh, he spent his first days being nursed in a feeding trough. And, and the family had to go on the run afterwards because they were being persecuted. I mean, it just touches the lives of so many people. Uh, even today, where we're thinking of the poor, I think of the poor people on the Polish border or the people who are trying to cross the, the, the channel uh, or the people of Ukraine where we're looking down, you know, fearful of war. And then, of course, the COVID thing is behind everybody these days. There's so much... Worry, anxiety, despair, um, fear, and and I believe that the the crib, the Christmas story, the the birth of Jesus into the manger, at the manger, uh, gives us a hope. A hope that out of that simple, ordinary event all those years ago, wonderful things have happened. It is so true when you look around the world and you touch on some of the major flashpoints and things that are happening and every evening on our news that somebody, you know, loses their life trying to escape from conflict to a better life. There are the tensions in the world all over and, you know, God Almighty, as a man of God yourself and deep faith, you know, it, it must test you. Absolutely, Jerry. Absolutely. And not only the stuff that happens far away, also the stuff that happens close at home. I mean, reflecting there recently, watching the news, and nearly every night this la- this last week or two, it's been a, there's been a murder mm. case mm. on our on our daily news. Yes. I just, I, I, it really breaks my heart, you know. And I know so many people are are you know touched by by those stories. I think of all those families that are devastated by violence and murder and and. It's just, it's just awful. It's awful. But as I say, I think I, I then I don't stop there. You know, I, I, what mm. what faith gives me is it gives me the the momentum or the push to go further and to say that just like the people, just like the, the Mary and Joseph, we bring it back to the basic. Just like Mary and Joseph, who found themselves in a situation that they didn't plan, they hadn't expected. Uh, they were literally at the at the, the vagaries of of life, and uh, they found that God was with them. And I think that's the thing that works with me. That I believe that God is. He may not be. We may not get all the prayers that we want answered, but I believe that God walks with us. 
in the joys and in the sorrows, in the hopes and the disappointments of every day. And more importantly, I believe the birth of Christ reminds us all that each person, no matter how insignificant in the eyes of the world, each person has a value and a dignity that lifts them up and moves us all to go beyond ourselves, to take out, to take the risk, even if we've been shot down before, to take the risk of reaching out to others. Trusting, I think, that God is in just the simple stuff of life. Mm. It doesn't have to be anything massive or anything big, just the ordinary stuff. That smile, that text message, that, uh, you know, uh, letter or card that you might write at Christmas, you think, ah, oh, sure, you know, what am I writing cards for and stuff like that? But it could, it could literally change a life. Mm. And, and, you know, I, I'm seeing that because... This Christmas, I've been supporting the Gary Kelly Centre and I've asked people, you know, we, we, we talked about this myself and Louise, it's a tradition dead and gone of Christmas cards. Louise sort of had a suspicion that it was, but my God, Paddy, what's happened here since? You want to see the amount of cards that have arrived here. And I've replied to every one of them with a little message okay, to people as well. Just yeah. this, And when you read the messages that are sent to you, uh, it touches you, Paddy, and and people are reaching out, and 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 that connection and the support. Connor Hughes is on was top of the show, saying we got to look out for one another. Absolutely, and Jerry, you know, that, I think that all of us know that. We all know that for lots and lots of people, Christmas is a very difficult time. Yes, whether it's the absent chair at the table, or whether it's just the dark day that we today, the shortest day. You know, um, there's lots of maybe people who are living alone and living on their own. And there are lots of ways in which things are not good. Mm. But again, I don't think we can stop there. Yes. If we stopped there, we'd all be... Yep. Nothing would happen. So what is it that moves people on? Maybe it's a sense of community or a sense of uh, responsibility. In my case, it's my sense of faith that brings me forward to say, yes, I'm going to do something. I'm going to light that candle. Just before I came on there, Jerry, I have a beautiful little crib here seen in glass, uh, just in the window here of the, of the, of the house, and uh, three little candles behind it. Mm. And you can't really see the scene until you light the candle behind it. It's only the light of the candle that brings the scene to life. And I think there's something, there's the life lesson there for all of us, that we need to light that candle. If we can. Now, I know people can't, and I, I, you know, I, I think all of us you know, send our, our heartfelt thoughts and prayers to people who are struggling at Christmas. We really, really do. And um, if only we could assure them of, of how much they're loved mm. and how much we think of them. You know, uh, I, one of my favourite, Jerry, I think I talked to you the last couple of years, anytime we've talked, talked about my favourite film of Christmas, It's a Wonderful Life. I've watched it three times already. <laughs> And I'm going to watch it at least another three times. <laughs> and it's that that beautiful scene of, of George Bailey after having seen what life would be like if he didn't exist. All the people that he didn't think he touched or affected or whose life, he didn't think his life mattered. And he was shown what it would be like if he didn't exist. And at the end of it all, he's standing at the bridge I said, I want to live, I want to live, I want to live again. And for me, that's, that's, the, that's definitely uh, 
one of the messages for Christmas. Mm, Jimmy Stewart and uh, what a performance in a movie. And it is uh, many people's number one, an absolute classic. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. I uh, concur with everything Father Paddy says. It is uplifting and there's a real message in it for everybody. Look, I thank you uh, for joining us through the year. I wish you a happy and peaceful Christmas and all the best for the new year. And if you'd like to just finish with a wee message to our listeners... I would, Jerry. Thank you so, and I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. It's always lovely to chat with you, and I, to thank you and the, and the team there for the service you give to the local community. It really is. I know so many people depend on the radio, so thank you so much thank uh, you. for all you do, Jerry, you. and for your team there as well. So I suppose just I'd like to pray with everybody and for everybody, and wherever you are this year, and however you are, just to wish you every blessing. And uh, one of my favourite little blessings is, is this one that I've just offered to everybody. May the joy of the angels, may the gladness of the shepherds, may the worship of the wise men, and may the peace of the Christ child be yours this Christmas. God bless you all. God bless you, Father Paddy. We'll talk in 22. God bless you. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's uh, Father Paddy Rush there, PP of Monaster Boys Fieldstown. And Tenure, uh, a great fellow, a really great man and uh, a good man and has brought an awful lot, as I said, to anywhere he's been in his lifetime uh, through his calling to the church. Late Lunch LMFM Radio, great to have you with us this afternoon. Remember, you can bring us with you wherever you go on the app, the LMFM app. Download it to your smart device or on the speaker. You can call up LMFM and there we are. Or online, lmfm.ie or on the radio, as Father Paddy said there, the trusted radio. We are so grateful on late launch to Ireland's largest shoe store. Yes, Shoe City Castle Blaney have given us a wonderful prize this year for our Christmas cuties. How do you pick up the prize? Well, you, what you do is this. You record your children singing a Christmas song or a festive tune and you WhatsApp it into us on 086-1800-658. doesn't have to be a video, audio, or you can send in a video or audio on its own, whatever way you want to do it. But you've got to WhatsApp it to us to 086-1800-658. And we'll play them here on Late Lunch. Um, I hope to play all of them or as many as we can. And we'll put them all then into the hat on Thursday on the show. Towards the end of the show, we'll pick out one. And you will be the recipient of a €250 voucher from Shoe City Castle Blaney. My word, you'll be lucky with you in that, I have to say. But it's simple as that. It's not a competition. All names in the hat, out with one and one winner. And they look after you tremendously at Shoe City. They're great people. They're a wonderful store. So let's be hearing them. First up today on Late Lunch, she's three years of age. Her name is Clara Daly. You better you three years of age I love it Clara Daly isn't she absolutely beautiful let's go up the age uh, 
ladder a little bit. He's eight years of age from Drogheda. It's Fia Hanlon. Beautiful, beautiful Fia Hanlon. Isn't that marvellous? And it's a whole song. That's just part of it that we played for you there today. What a sweet little voice. Lovely. And Trigelia as well. Anna White or Fod Kogorgigas. Really, really lovely. We'll come back to more of your cuties shortly on Late Lunch. Have you a child that'll sing? Yes, if you have, you could be in the hat for the Shoe City Voucher on Thursday on the show. WhatsApp us them in. Audio, video to 086-1800-658. And we'll get to more of them a little bit later on today, tomorrow, and, of course, on Thursday, when we'll announce who has come out of the hat for that lovely prize. Christmas time and pets. It can be trickier than other times of the year, for sure, as... Sinead Kelly can vouch for hello again Sinead Hi Jerry. how are you? I'm good I have a quick question and by the way folks if you want to put a question quickly to Sinead 086-1800-658 WhatsApp or text I'm laughing at this one Sinead and I do, I'm laughing in the best possible sense Okay Jerry, will you ask Sinead it's our first year with our cat and the Christmas tree is oh, a nightmare yes. <laughs> What can we do? Haven't you you've got a couple a pair a new, uh, yeah, I'm afraid that we this year had to uh, give in and put the Christmas tree upstairs in Ewan's room and the cats are not allowed in and I had to get a kind of indestructible or less destructible kind of untraditional Christmas tree for the front room. Uh, basically, there is nothing that will keep cats away from a Christmas tree. Nothing, apart from shutting the door and keeping them out. Um, so, yeah, I'm afraid that most cats are just fascinated by climbing in the tree, the sparkly things, the tinsel, everything. And apart from knocking it over, um, they run the risk of eating little bits of tinsel. Unfortunately, I have had to remove tinsel from cats' intestines surgically. Um, so, yeah, cats and Christmas trees do not really go very well, I'm afraid. So, the so. best thing to do is, in a room where they have no access yeah, to, absolutely. is the best idea. Yeah. You're never going to train them. You're never going to stop them. They're Mm. just going to do what cats do, which is whatever the hell they like. (laughs) So I'm afraid there's no magic solution. I actually saw something on Facebook a few weeks ago and somebody had uh, basically, they put the tree up and they had literally made like a DIY, you know, kind of uh, barricade all the way around us with like hammer and nails and chicken wire. So I think that's (laughs) that's the only option. If you want it in your room, it'll have to be annexed off, so to speak. There you go. Anyway, there's no other way around it. They love the sparkle and the tinsel. It's so attractive to them really is and the movement as well so look let's talk in general terms. one big issue uh, at, at Christmas time uh, is and we've spoken about it before there's lots of food milling about and there's lots of food over and yeah. people with dogs and cats decide you know what we'll give them a treat at Christmas time and take them off the normal nuts yeah, or the, yeah. the tins of food or whatever you don't think that's a great idea no so 
mean, on the most basic level, if you're wanting to give your dog and cat a treat, which I thoroughly approve of, um, then you need to go at specific, you know, foods that are marketed, produced and safe for dogs and cats. So if you have a look in any of the big pet stores um, or even in your vets, there'll be, you know, um, little treats that are specifically for dogs and cats. Um, the problem is that even if you go, say, with, oh, I'll give the dog a little bit of chicken or something like that, that's fine if it's just the actual fleshy part of the meat. The problem is if you maybe leave the skin on or if you add in a bit of um, fat um, or a bit of uh, bacon or a bit of sausage, while some dogs will tolerate that okay, a lot of dogs, any exposure to, to fatty food can trigger um, a thing called pancreatitis, which humans can get also. And it's very unpleasant and very painful. And basically, uh, if you get this exposure to fatty food, uh, the pancreas uh, produces kind of an excess of fat digesting enzymes and the enzymes almost start digesting the pancreas itself. And so you get uh, very, very severe abdominal pain, vomiting, they won't eat, very, very ill. And I have to say, having worked as an out-of-hours vet for many, many, many years, probably one of the most common things we would see out-of-hours is a dog with pancreatitis. And you definitely get more cases around uh, festive times of year where people maybe have more fatty food lying around and they're maybe not keeping their eye on the ball. So uh, definitely do not be tempted if you want to give your cat a treat that's human food go for or your dog something that's just a little bit of of chicken meat occasionally there are some dogs and cats that are sensitive to that so as long as you know that that's not the case for yours something like just the meat itself stay away from anything fatty so anything you know with any kind of goose fat or duck fat or or your rashers or your sausages or anything like that Mm. so that would be the most basic thing and certainly by all means go for treats but you've got to go for something that's specifically made for the dogs and cats Um, the chocolate is a big thing that a lot of people are are more aware of now Um, now essentially when it comes to the kind of chocolate that's really important and the reason is that the amount of the the ingredient in the chocolate that's toxic for dogs is a a thing called theobromine Um, and actually that's in its highest concentration in dark chocolate so the darker the chocolate the more theobromine Um, and so the problem is that's the the kind of ingredient that the dogs can't deal with Um, and so what happens is is that say dark chocolate your, your dog can only really safely have you know less than about three grams per kilo of dark chocolate so that means that you know a 10 kilo dog if a 10 kilo dog gets hold of a 30 gram bar of dark chocolate that's enough to produce signs of chocolate toxicity now with milk chocolate they can probably tolerate up to about 10 to 12 grams per kilo so say that 10 kilo dog could probably get away with eating maybe just under 100 grams of chocolate and they would probably get away without showing any signs of chocolate toxicity. They might still have an upset tummy because you've given them some fatty food but the, the thing with the chocolate toxicity is in its milder form it will cause vomiting and diarrhea but in its more severe form um, it can cause cardiac dysrhythmias, it can cause um, a lot of changes in behaviour, a lot of agitation, restlessness a bit like they've had a kind of caffeine OD um, and as I say so we would see a lot of vomiting and diarrhea secondary to it. We would see many dogs that are uh, become uh, what we call tachycardic so they develop these dysrhythmias and things like that so it's certainly not something that they can have if you th- there are formulated doggy chocolate which does not have the theobromine so definitely you know keep the chocolate out of reach and uh, as I say every Valentine's Day Easter Christmas um, literally you just if you go into any emergency out of our vets you just have some poor person who's in charge of dog after dog after dog and basin where we have given the dog something to make them vomit and 
are trying to get the chocolate out of their system as mm. soon as possible. And it's like, uh, it's it's carnage. <laughs> Literally, it's carnage. It's dogs everywhere vomiting up chocolatey mush. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely stay away from the chocolate. And then other things, like things that we maybe wouldn't think of. So onions, for example, are mm. toxic to dogs and mm. cats. But you need to probably, so um, like a, do- a 20 kilo dog, if that dog gets like, say, over one large onion, that's enough to cause problems. And that can cause destruction of the red blood cells and anemia. So again, little tiny bit of onion, you're grand. But you don't want your dog to be getting more than, you know, for a 20 kilo dog, a medium to large size onion. And the other thing that we see lots of at this time of year, unfortunately, is the raisins and sultanas and grapes. And so if we think of what's in our mince pies, if we think of what's in plum pudding and fruitcake, and the problem with the raisins and sultanas, unlike with chocolate, where we have a reasonable idea of what the the toxic dose is, um, they are just not 100% sure. And with, with these raisins and grapes, uh, they reckon actually that it's a, a fungal toxin that is possibly present present um, in the raisins or grapes or sultanas and it, it, there's no known toxic dose in that a dog one dog could eat you know uh, two bagfuls of raisins and be fine another, another dog might just have a couple of raisins and if those raisins have that particular toxin and we've no way of knowing that can send them into kidney failure so this is a whole different ball game so um, you know unfortunately the advice of the Veterinary Poisons Information Service, who are the kind of uh, gurus of, of all information about anything that's potentially toxic uh, to, to our pets, they advise that if your dog or cat even ingests something as little as one raisin or one sultana or one grape, there have been cases where those animals have gone into kidney failure. Now, not every animal will do that, mm. and we just can't predict. So again, keep them away from that kind of food. Um, if you do notice that that's been eaten, get down to the vet as soon as possible. If it's within a couple of hours, then we can make the animal, the dog certainly vomit with an injection of apomorphine and then even still unless you've got every single bit of raisin or grape out, you probably have to have that animal on fluids for 72 hours to support the kidneys. Mm-hmm. So A, it's it's dangerous. B, you know, it's it's also, you know, it's it's going to be costly. You know, to have your dog on fluids yes. for 72 hours is going to cost a lot of money. Uh, cats, I would like to say, are normally more sensible. My two cats decided to eat like half a fruitcake a few months ago and yes, they caused a lot of trouble in our house so they had to be on fluids for a long period of time mm. and even uh, you know my own boss is going ah now surely not cats but when I looked up the data basically for cats most cats are too sensible to do it if you have crazy cats no yeah too they can also be affected by these by all those toxins. foods as well including we just have a message there would Sh- Sinead clarify Jerry? is chocolate terrible for cats too yes uh, yeah it's not as bad and we haven't had as many reports again mainly because cats are more intelligent and sensible than dogs much as we might hate to admit that Uh, but yes I would still be very careful and not give them any chocolate yes so there's just less fewer studies done because cats tend to be more kind of um, Mm. um, reserved about what they eat Um, but yeah you've got to be careful with all these things garlic is another thing again it needs to be quite a significant amount of garlic but again say for a small dog if a small dog somehow eats three or four cloves of garlic that can be enough to cause this hemolytic anemia so the rule is get your animals out of the kitchen when you're cooking and again when you have done your tidying up and you have any leftovers animals out of the kitchen like we ourselves we have to like double lock the utility room the cat knows how to open the door um, because they will just go in and get things um, yes. and as I say it's going to make them very ill um, every vet is obliged to have an out of hours uh, provider so never sometimes people say to me oh I didn't think the vet would be open so I didn't phone um, but by law every vet has to have uh, somebody either themselves or a colleague practice or a 
dedicated out of our emergency provider, they will have to have somebody available. So never be afraid to phone, um, but certainly in, in the first instance, try and avoid it happening. Absolutely. Just before we let you go, the big message every Christmas time, and it is worth repeating it, I'm sure, again. If people are thinking of buying a puppy or a kitten or something new at Christmas time for somebody, it ain't a great no, idea. No, please don't, please don't. The problem is that... A, even if you definitely know that that person was looking for a puppy or a kitten or a dog or a cat, Christmas is just a disastrous time to do it because everyone's busy, everyone's stressed, there's lots going on. Um, it's, it's very, you know, even if you have planned to get a pet, it's a very stressful experience bringing that new animal into your house for the first few days. And you want a nice, calm, quiet, lovely environment. Christmas isn't going to give you that. Um, if, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, that'll be a nice surprise. I think they might want one. Again, it's just a recipe for a disaster because, unfortunately, um, much as a lot of people do do go and get an animal on a whim, you know, as we know, a dog or a cat or a rabbit or a gerbil, they're a lifelong commitment for the life of that animal. Um, and so they do need time, they need care, attention, love and money, you know. So they are going to cost money because you're going to have to invest, either get them insured preferably for, for health care or you're going to be having to go to the vet for regular care, for vaccination and worming and neutering. And if they get sick, you know, so it's not something that you kind of say, oh, well, it'd be lovely for, you know, my auntie or my mum or my dad to get a little puppy or a little kitten. It's just, you know, if that's what you want to do, yes. discuss that with the person and arrange it and, and plan it. Because unfortunately, even though the message I think is getting out there at this time of year and in January, all the rehoming centres, you know, always have a flood okay. of, of unwanted little ones. OK, I have 30 seconds. Can you do this for me quickly? Sinead, please help us. Our boxer dog has ringworm, have had him to the vets got the cream he licks it off my children are mad to hug him oh bless okay right so if it's something that he's licking off number one what you could do is put a buster collar on him so he can't lick it off uh, number two what you can do is if you speak to your vet there are actually oral untru- uh, oral antifungals that you can get a prescription for and from the point of view of the children I think you just depending on the age of the children you just need to say look um, you know you can't touch the dog there where they have the lesions A because they could get ringworm and B because the cream might be a little bit unpleasant for them if they're putting it in their mouth or something like that but definitely you know speak to your vet get a buster collar for the dog and if you're really having problems keeping it on there are either antifungal washes you can get now I know washing a boxer was going to be tough fun um, or you can get oral antifungals which work quite well and I say just remember it's mainly children and young adults that are more prone to ringworm because we, we they don't have this kind of full kind of uh, natural kind of oil barrier in their skin yes so but definitely contact, contact the vet and get some advice about buster collar uh, yeah. washes oral antifungals and uh, I know if the kids are very young it's very difficult to tell them to keep away if they're very young then you're going to have to keep them apart I mean I know it sounds tough but you just have to be like yes, that yes Sinead brilliant as usual well listen thank you for everything during the year happy Christmas and all and the best you. for the new year to yourself Andrew and the children we love you and thanks oh, for joining I us again I love coming on so I'll see you all in January <laughs> take care Sinead lots of love bye 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 that's Sinead Kelly there and we do thank one of our valued regulars on Late Lunch. Time for more of your Christmas cuties. Earlier on in Late Lunch, we heard from Clara Daly and Fia Handlin. It's time now to throw your ears towards the radio, please. And welcome to Late Lunch. She's five years of age. Mia O'Brien. Food off the red nose reindeer. Hi, very shiny, no like a light bulb. And if you ever saw you would even say it glow like a light. All of the other reindeers used to laugh when 
video. They never let poor Rudolph join anyone. Monopoly. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, "Ho, ho, ho, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight?" Then all the reindeer loved him. Then shouted out, "Wiggly yippee, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down history." You will indeed, me O'Brien. You are fantastic. I love you. I love your song and your voice and the way you added in those lovely words through the song. It really added oomph to Reed Ralph, the red-nosed reindeer. It did indeed. Congratulations, Mia. You're great and thank you for sending us in your lovely singing. What have Joey, Joey Seven, and Alana is for? They're the Burks and they're over Navinway in County Mead. And here they are with their Christmas cutie song. Congratulations, Joey and Alana Burke. The seven and four. Isn't that lovely? That's our first duet we've had on the cuties this year. Have you little ones who'll sing for us on late lunch? Record them. Send it in to us. WhatsApp it in to us. 086-1800-658. We'll pick them up. We'll sort them out. We'll play them on late lunch before we break on Thursday. All names into the hat. And if you're lucky enough... You could be winning that wonderful €250 Euro Shoe City voucher. Shoe City, Ireland's largest shoe store, Castle Blaney. Check them out. I've been up there. It's an incredible shop. Absolutely incredible. And we thank them for their generosity to us again on late lunch this year. After three, my artist of the week, Buble. And we pay a visit to Tara Walker for the sweetest thing in East Coast Cookery School this Christmas time. But taking us to news, weather and sport. Look up can't see them at the minute with all the bloody cloud but they're there and they will be there and we will see them soon yes it's the wonderful Coldplay could they be coming to Slane fingers crossed a sky full of stars cause you're a sky cause you're a sky full of stars our Navin Retail Park competition today. Check them out there beside Exit 9 on the M3, just a few minutes from the centre of Navin Town, with a range of shops there like Petmania, Smith's Toys, Home Base, etc. Today, our voucher for €100 Euro comes from Halfords. And the question was, which bicycle manufacturer is synonymous with the chopper. It is, of course, Rally. And loads and loads of you knew that. Of course you did. Classic bicycle. Well, the voucher today is going to Kieran Maguire from Hanlonstown 
near Navin. Well done to you, Kieran. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. Now, my artist of the week is Michael Bublé. And 2004 saw Michael nominated for Album of the Year for his debut LP and named Artist of the Year at the prestigious Juno Awards. His second album, It's Time, was released in early 2005, reaching number one in several countries with the single Home making number one in the USA. On the back of its success, he went on to win four Juno Awards in 2006 and was also nominated that same year for a Grammy Award. His next recording in 2007 was an album called Call Me Irresponsible, made it to number one in the US album charts two weeks after its release. Michael Bublé was now a global superstar as the noughties drew to a close with album number four called Crazy Love, selling millions worldwide, topping the charts everywhere and delivering sellout audiences wherever he appeared on his world tour. In fact, he made history being the first artist to play the new Aviva Stadium in Dublin on two sold-out nights. Now you say you're lonely You cry the whole night through Well, you can cry in me a river Cry me a river I cried a river over you Simply brilliant, Michael Bublé. It should be a Bond theme, shouldn't it? Yes, it really should. Should was made for a 007 movie. The one that got away. Yes, Mr Michael Bublé there with Cry Me A River. And I'm sure there are people listening today who were in the Aviva Stadium on that historic night in Dublin in September 2010 when Bublé played two sellout nights. The first gigs at the new Aviva Stadium in Dublin. More from and about Michael Bublé on the show at this time tomorrow. On the run, it's Christmas. Where else would you want to be? Nowhere else in my book but East Coast Cookery School with Tara Walker. And today, it's all for the sweet tooth people listening in. It's about desserts. <laughs> yes, and Jerry, as you know, I was kind of struggling to decide on what dessert to do on the radio because without the visual, you know, I decided instead to go with little individual Bailey's cheesecakes. So they're quite indulgent and rich and I'm going to serve up with a little mixed berry compote as well which is just a nice kind of bitter balance to the kind of rich filling. So here I've just been bashing up some digestive biscuits and I've just poured a little bit of melted butter over them and I have some nice glasses here. Now I'm making mini ones here which I think can be quite nice if you've got a very filling meal. Of course you can make a whole one if you want. Just make individual normal portions in the likes of you know like a nice kind of martini glass or something like that. So whatever you fancy and just pop our little cheesecake base down into the bottom and next up then I have some double cream which I'm just going to whip up very very lightly and then I'm going to add in my sugar my cream cheese and my Baileys to what peak will you whip the cream soft very soft look I have a little shortcut that I've started using lately when I'm just doing relatively small quantities because I'm making a smaller quantity today and that is my Nutribullet and we'll have it whipped up in seconds is that it that's it, Jerry. <laughs> and that's all you give it. It just needs that little bit of time to that consistency. 
Exactly. And because I'm making mini cheesecakes and they're going into a glass, I don't want it too sort of set, if you get me. I want it really nice and light and not heavy. Now, if you were doing it as a whole cheesecake and you wanted to get those nice slices, you probably need to whip up a little bit longer so that it really sets quite well for you. Short, sharp, shock in the bullet. But you're not finished with it yet. No. So now I'm going to add in my cream cheese and a nice drop of Bailey's. Next up then, a little bit of vanilla extract going in and then a little bit of sugar and then we're going to blitz up again. So I'll just get that lid on now. Is this why you only gave it the short, sharp shock earlier because you knew it was coming round a second time? Oh yes, exactly. And also because the Nutribullet tends to overwhip very very quickly because it's so powerful like I wouldn't be using the Nutribullet for bigger portions if I was using I'm only doing a half portion of the recipe today so I would just use my old fashioned mixer stand mixer if I was doing the full portion and again that's it look at that so it's a lovely kind of soft peak there you've done this before (laughs) yes (laughs) and I'm going to have a little taste now because before I start you know popping it out into the little cups and everything I want to make sure it tastes good Mm. (laughs) I know self-praise is no praise Jerry but that is delicious if I do say so myself you're entitled to I hope I'll be confirming that I know I'll be confirming that in a few moments my oh my there for that tiny amount of time look at that it's just absolutely spot on it really is it's so easy to do it's what i always call one of those recipes that has great return on investment so let me just pop these into the fridge for a few minutes while we move on to our berry compote because we're going to pop our berry compote on top because otherwise these are a little bit too rich so how long normally would you give those in, in your fridge well now if i was doing a whole cheesecake and I wanted to slice it up really neatly. I would try and make it the day before because it really does need to set. But when you have it in glasses like this, I mean, even half an hour will do. It is rich. And you made a good point earlier on overdoing the Baileys sickly. Would that yes, be the word? I know. And it's not to be stingy about it or anything like that. It's just that it just is overpowering. And then all you can taste is Baileys, which is not the goal here. So, for the compote, you've gone to your freezer. Yes, Jerry, and I think it's so handy at Christmas time to have some mixed frozen berries in the freezer and you can throw together smoothies and sauces and, you know, really nice little dishes um, very, very easily. So, I'm just popping them frozen into my pot here. The frozen fruit is in the pot, the gas is switched on now, but there's an addition or two. Yes, Jerry, so because it's Christmas. I'm going to throw a little touch of Cointreau in there. So that's slightly bitter, just perks it all up a little bit. And then a little bit of icing sugar as well, because the berries can be a little bit tart. Now, I do want to keep them a little bit tart, but just a little bit of icing sugar just to kind of soften them down a little bit. You leave that there then for the fruit to melt out, mix the ingredients together. And is that it? Yeah, we're just going to mush it together, basically. Use the back of a spoon or a fork just to break them up. If they had a lot of seeds in them, you could just put it through a sieve if you wanted. But I don't want to do that for this because I want it to sit on top. So the mixed berries have just all amalgamated there with the sugar and with the Cointreau. Exactly. And they're just like a little compote now. So like a loose jam, I suppose, is a good way of describing it. And we're going to just let it cool in the pot there before we pop it on top of our little mini cheesecakes. So it's time to complete our little sweetie pies. Yes. So we just had a little lull there. You and I had a coffee while we had the compote cooling down just so that it doesn't kind of melt the, the nice cream cheese and cream mixtures. So I'm just spooning it on there. 
And you can see it starts to kind of nearly drizzle down through the sides. That's why it's lovely to serve these as individuals rather than a whole cake, which you can do too. I mean, look, if you had 12 people, much handier to do a whole cake. But if you've just got four to six people, as I have today, there's the three of us in this house and yourself, Jerry. I'm just doing a half portion and mini. But you get a kind of little effect, like a marbling effect down the glass. Look at that. And it just looks very Christmassy, doesn't it? With a little bit of icing sugar finishing it off. So have a taste, Jerry. Like a raspberry ripple from years ago, isn't it? I'm dying to taste this. Let's dig into the bottom and make sure I get some of the bottom as well. Here it is, all together. Can I tell you something? I'm doing this in my house for Christmas. God, Jerry, I never thought that I'd actually convert you away from your, your usual pudding. And you love Christmas pudding, for example. Even if it's not for Christmas Day itself, it's just around Christmas time. A lovely, light, little, very easy to do dessert. I am a pudding lover. And as you know as well, sherry trifle is the way to my heart. But I'll tell you something. There's a new way to my heart today. This is just superb. Hold on a second. I have to have another spoon. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. Here we go. Mm. So, Tara, for listeners today, remind us what we have here. We have a lovely little mini individual Bailey's cheesecake with mixed berry compote. Do it yourselves. Go give it a try this Christmas. You'll absolutely love it. And the thing is today, the reason you're doing this, this is not complicated. This is straightforward and simple. Exactly, Jerry. And because, you know, we're all doing so much online these days, all of my classes have been kind of simplified Christmas classes this year. And I think people love to see things like this that are really, really tasty. Like you're not skimping on flavour and taste and indulgence, but you just reduce that labour in the kitchen. (laughs) Well, that's it in terms of sweetness and lightness from East Coast Cookery School for today. But Tara will be back. One more Christmas delight from East Coast Cookery School before we break for the holidays. Cocktails next time round. Yes, Jerry. So we're going to do a nice little light cocktail and then we're going to do beautiful mulled wine too. Can't wait. But for today, Tara, as usual, thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. Great to see you as always. That's tomorrow for the cocktails and mulled wine on late lunch with Tara. And also on tomorrow's show, what a year it's been for Eve McChrystal. She's joining us. And Dr. Mary McCreary. Good mood foods at Christmas. Oh, it's all great stuff at Christmas, isn't it? But there are foods that really do help with the mood and we're talking about it on the show tomorrow. And, of course, more of your Christmas cuties. And don't worry if you've sent in your pudding. Everything's okay. The puddings are coming up on Thursday on the show when we name, on our final day, the best Christmas pudding in the North East 2021. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. My thanks to Brian Farley, who guided me safely on the show today. Thanks a million, Brian. Appreciate it. We'll be back with the penultimate late lunch of 2021 tomorrow, Wednesday at 1.30. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dogging Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new Dacia Sandero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... 
relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 